0: Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment.
1: sports episode 14
0: happy independence day y'all <laughs> we got it on the Sunday but it's uh, by the time this comes out actually I'm not sure they might actually release it a day early because um, Chad, who puts our episodes out, might actually be celebrating Independence Day, so he might not want to do that anyway. So I, I'm yeah. not sure. All right, um, this is gonna we're gonna look at the um, Gastonia Honey Hunters game in a little bit. But before we get to that segment, one things that we talked about, um, we've been at several games this week, JJ, um, and it was actually a couple more. I think we were supposed to go to as well. And one you were of things supposed that,
1: to bring me to the night, one of the but things, you didn't.
0: I you chose to go somewhere else instead, but we'll talk about what, that later. What? One, as we were looking at the batting averages on certain people, I did talk about the Mendoza line, and you did ask about what the Mendoza it's line. Like is.
1: Hun, it's said like a hundred. it's like two hundred. you're all well red.
0: Well read, that's exactly what it says on there. Now, but as but I was Dad Googling it. T-
1: you already told me that.
0: I probably did, but we're gonna go into a little more detail. As I was Googling it, um, it came up on MLDB.com slash glossary slash idioms. And I was like, ooh, wonder if there's any other ones.
1: What's idioms?
0: Uh, like phrases. I know. So that <laughs> why do you how oh, you were testing me out then? All right, so you're right, it's around 200. So do you want to read out the full definition? Because I didn't know the whole part of this.
1: <laughs> My paper fell the mendoza line is a 200 backing average the mendoza line was a term coined by the by teammate um mario mendoza on the 1979 mariners usually credited to tom
0: Ooh, uh, i'm not sure of these names tom Passierek. Or, or Bruce Br- Bosti, I think. Bocce, yeah. I think, is the same person who used to be the coach of the Giants. I think. As a
1: joke on the light hitting shortstop, who typically carried an an average around two hundred though he actually finished with the career mark of 215
0: now you said 200 and it said 200 on here i would heard 206 i've heard other people say 208 so i think it changes a little bit from time to time um i actually have his career stats jj so he started with pittsburgh um his first year it was 221 then it was 180 185 198 218 uh he moved to seattle for a couple of years 198 245 woof Hi, hit him Uh Went to Texas, batted 231, and his final uh, year, he only batted played 12 games, batted 118. Um, but yeah, it's, it's oh. weird. It's one of those phrases that stuck around. Like, I have no idea who Mario Mendoza is at all. I wasn't even sure his name was Mario. It wasn't until I actually looked this up that Mario I. Mario
1: uh, Kart.
0: That I found this out, but yeah, it's one of those phrases that kind of sticks out. If someone's batting a little bit light, then um, you mention you mentioned the Mendoza line, batting under the Mendoza line. And um, while I was looking, there was also um, the phrase a Baltimore chop. Now I'd never heard that one. Sometimes I know you hear different things. Why Baltimore? I can tell. Ta- well, since you don't know either, I'm going to tell you. Uh, it's a chopper that takes a high bounce near home plate, allowing the runner to reach safely. Uh, to reach first safely. Uh, The origin is, it came from the Orioles of the late 19th century, so we're talking over 100 years ago. With runs hard to come by in the Dead Ball area, the Orioles hatched a plan. They instructed the groundskeeper to pack the dirt in front of home plate, and legend has it they even once put down a concrete slab so that speedsters like John McGraw and Willie Keeler could leg out infield singles. So I guess the idea is they hit it into the ground, JJ, it bounces super high, the field is waiting for it to come down, by the time they've grabbed it and thrown it to first, they're already on first. So I hadn't heard that one. There were a few other phrases that perhaps we might that's, look up and use that's in the-
1: going out, right?
0: No, you can still hit it into the what? ground. You might not no, be able to. No, you might, pack dirt. You definitely can't put a concrete slab down at home plate. No, that's like, for sure. the
1: compact dirt Um, part.
0: They normally water it now before the game anyway. I'm not sure yeah. if that's a rule that you yeah, have to means, water it. Yeah,
1: which means it gets unpacked. Yeah, it wouldn't that's be. That's probably why they water it now.
0: Uh, might be. I'm not sure.
1: So that people don't do
0: it. I think it's to. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm actually not actually that sure. And I understand it. Keep. I know it keeps the balls kind of skimming along the surface. But yeah, I'm not sure they water the the infield dirt as well. So yeah, perhaps it keeps it clean. I don't want to say cleaner. That's the wrong word. Um, but kind of helps it to um, unpack. The, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I
1: just. Get loosened.
0: Yeah, now we don't have much for section one because normally um, we talk about different stuff this week, but I was on a conference in North Carolina. You were down there. We did some traveling as well, so we didn't really have a chance to. NASCAR
1: Hall of Fame.
0: (laughs) We did go to places like NASCAR Hall of Fame. Um, So for for this week, that's it.
1: Where the Carolinas come together.
0: (laughs) Now, there was actually the game we were supposed to be reviewing was actually the High Rock, uh, the High Point Rockers, and as we were getting you close so to this, close. as we were traveling down on Sunday, uh, Mommy looked on the weather and she's like, it's like a fifty percent chance of rain and uh, thunder, sorry, and then after that it was even higher and was like, oh my gosh, I was like, we let's just keep going then. so we went to the hotel. Not only did the game happen, they finished the whole game, JJ. Uh, final score: High Point oh, yeah. Rockers eighteen, Dead. Lexington Legends seven. So Dead. we missed a really high-scoring game, unfortunately. So,
1: um, it so it said there was eighty percent chance of rain. Mm-hmm. The only eighty percent chance of rain part was the five seconds of heavy rain.
0: It, yeah, it was it was really strange as we were driving. It came heavy. The clouds were looking dark though, so we didn't want to get there, and then not be able to watch the game so tickets are only five dollars as well we should we should have just gone so i could looked at the stadium but hey never mind we've had a long day traveling you've stopped at the um what was it, the Museum of the Civil War Soldier, I think that's what it was called? Yes. In Petersburg. So we we didn't actually stayed there longer than I thought we would, because I'd never been there. I had no idea how good it would be. It was gnarly. Yeah, I was kind of getting tired. And you mentioned the Charlotte Knights earlier. Now, there was two games. There was a lunchtime game where they had the splash pools and things like that, which I know you were excited by, but you (laughs) went to Carowinds instead. And then on the Wednesday evening there was a game. Now... I was originally supposed to have, there was different thing, on the Wednesday, on the Tuesday, there was supposed to be, I was supposed to have a meeting at lunchtime with my colleague so we could discuss what we'd learnt, and then that got cancelled. So, I actually went during the lunchtime, because I knew, I, we had 90 yeah, minutes. I was, was like, I don't need 90 minutes for lunch. So, I went so I could see the stadium, but the reason I went to see the stadium was, because then it meant I could go see another game. Um. Now...
1: Dad, I you should have brought
0: me. well, I talked last time about this. The Gastonia Honey Hunters were there, and I wanted Dad. to see them because they're in the Atlantic League. Actually, the High Point Rockers are also in the Atlantic League as well. So, Dad. I wanted to see a new stadium. So you got to see a new stadium as well. And it worked out pretty I good. I need
1: to go to the night city. So you, too.
0: you can only do one though, so you don't only be able to do one. And if you'd have done one, then I would have only got to see one. So this way, you it, still got to see one, and I got to see two. Now it was important for I me. I used to live in Charlotte. Though. You, I used to live in Charlotte though. I was I really wanted to see the new one. You just wanted to go to a game. You were well, happy. You were I happy need to on go any there. game. Um, also, the thing I didn't realize was I went there and it was like cheapest seat, and it was seventeen dollars for the cheapest seat. It was like, whoa, that's, that's a lot. Um, I got standing room only, which was fifteen. So um Charlotte Wait, was a little expensive, so, actually.
1: Where was the standing part? You
0: could go and stand pretty much wherever you liked. Oh. I just I kept moving around the stadium, watching and half in from different places and i moving you around. You should just
1: do it every minute, move.
0: Well, it wasn't quite every minute, but you can move around. And uh, the Gastonia Honey Hunters, it was eight dollars a seat, so I was like, "There we go." That's rocking better. chairs. That's better. That's uh, the bullpen. Go ahead then. Tell us, tell us a bit more about their So seats, huh? we
1: went to some rocking chairs next to the next to the um, Honey Hunters bullpen.
0: They weren't just close; they were right next to it. Like they were leaning against the netting, like the players, because they were they were right there. You could hear them having their conversations,
1: Bam. and it
0: was cool. The rocket. I want to sit on a rocking chair every game now. When I saw those rocking chairs, I thought they were the more expensive seats because I was like, "That looks really cool." So yep. I asked, and they were like, "You can go and sit on the rocking chairs." And you were straight away. You're like rocking chairs. They they told us there was another place we could sit, and you were like rocking chairs. So we were front row on the rocking chairs. Um, Kind of right like where the bullpen area was. It was awesome. I love those oh, yeah. seats.
1: I got to sing the, I got to sing the uh, Take Me Out to the Ball Game in the seventh inning stretch. You did? But they put an ad there on the MILB TV.
0: <laughs> we tried to watch it later. And, um, yeah, you could... Because I was like, oh, you can see yourself on TV. But, yeah, they just put a commercial up. Yeah, the um, attendant came around. and was like, who wants to sing with the mascot? Who wants to sing with... What's his name? Bam Hunter. Hunter. Who wants to sing with him on the seventh inning? Now, all the kids are like, me, me, me. So you ran and went across. And me, you got to do Mason
1: that. Mason also came.
0: Mason came as well, yeah. Just leading up to that was one of my favorite moments because the mascot was around. Oh, and he had yeah. a water he, balloon in his hand.
1: Yeah. he. We got a picture with him, and I was like, is that a regular balloon or a water balloon? Uh-huh. And then he threw it at a girl because the boy said, she called you an ugly hedgehog. But, and then the girl he said. He was clearly joking. And then the girl Said he did. Yeah. And then the girl got a hug, and then I think, and then I don't remember what happened to the boy.
0: Um. Well, you did the anthem. I. Uh, you sorry. You did the uh the song. Cause t- you did the seventh inning stretch. I didn't think he was going to throw it. I thought he was just joking and <laughs> he launched it. It was really funny. Oh um, yeah.
1: heel kits. I too.
0: liked the, I liked that seat in because I thought it was a very kid friendly game. Um, cause a lot of those kids, I didn't see like their parents nearby, but it was an area where you could kind of see people no matter where you were in the stadium. It was like really open. So you could kind of go, go ahead. You can go play over there for a little bit and I can still see. So it felt real. It was nice that you kind of had your own little bit of freedom. Um, you didn't have to sit like right next to your parents and, um, now it was really cool now we kind of skipped right into the middle which is fine I took some notes later to make sure we didn't miss anything Um, this was at the caramont health park And I didn't know what Caramont was, JJ, so I had to look it up. Uh, Caramont Regional Medical Center began as a direct offshoot of the Old City Hospital, which opened with only nine beds in November 1908. In 1945, the city hospital was purchased and enlarged to meet the needs of the community. And in 1946, the hospital's name was changed to the Gaston Memorial Hospital. So it makes sense that they would sponsor them. If they've been in Gastonia for over 100 years, that would make sense that they would sponsor that team. I said that I didn't think I love the stadium but I said I don't think he's very big I was like I don't think you can get that many people in here which obviously for an independent league you're not going to need as many people as a minor league stadium or a major league stadium do you want to guess the capacity Mm
1: -hmm. five
0: five people no three thousand it was said it's more than five thousand on their website and i was like whoa i, was like, I did 5, not think it
1: was like no i
0: it's did not think 3, it was that 000. many i was thinking around three thousand as well um it says bam has been entertaining fans of all ages since the honey hunters launched in 2021 they're only a year old they're only a year old. Um, one of the stats found from We got to see them
1: when that, they were a year old.
0: Yeah, we got to see their sophomore year. Uh, the average attendance was 1,973 for the 2021 season. Uh, the league average was 2,500. I thought that was pretty impressive. 2,000 a game. Some, you don't get a lot of people on every single game, eh? Yeah. And their team record was 54 and 66, which was fourth in the uh, Atlantic League Southern Division. Um, do you want to go ahead and tell us um, how the game went then? You got the scorecard there. I gave you the I give you the box score. I gave you the batters' statistics. I gave you the pitcher's statistics. So,
1: in the first inning, no runs. In the second inning, the genomes got three, mm-hmm. and the the honey hunters got one. In the third, the genomes got six. Mm-hmm. In the fifth, the genomes got one. The sixth, they both got they both got one. Then no one scored out so they'll, they, the they, they, they got destroyed eleven to two.
0: Uh, yeah, it was a pretty one-sided one. Um, I was kind of surprised when they were, when it was like seven to one. We saw the guy warm up because um, we were obviously right next to the bullpen, and I was like, they're gonna. They went out to the mound, which is normally a chance to open for the buy time while the guy warms up, and they just left him in there. And um, yeah, they got six runs. And to be honest, it wasn't much of a, a game really after that. It was cool to watch the pitchers warming up near us and watch some of the things that were going on, but in terms of an actual baseball game, yeah, this one was over pretty quickly. Um, Any particular batting stats that are of interest in this game? Hmm. Anyone have any particularly good games or anything? Bye!
1: Um, so, 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 the third baseman for the, um...
0: Kentucky? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: He has, um an OPS of 914.
0: Uh, he did. He had three hits in this game. And actually, the person yeah, above 30, him, uh, Paredes, 30. had three as well. So, yeah. They, they did pretty good. They actually the had six ca- at bats. That's how many times got, they got through. The,
1: the catcher has a 937 OPS.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It's a catcher.
0: <laughs> you can have power hitting catches as well. We need to talk to you uh, about some power hitting catches <laughs> so, on, I think, going did, forward. Wait. Um,
1: who's the catcher for the um, drive, Dad?
0: Uh, don't know, and we'll talk about that on another episode anyway, so we'll wait for that one. Now, the thing I noticed on this one, JJ, if you look at the batting, um, the seventh batter for Gastonia, there's like so many different things there. So the DH only had one at bat, then he got, um, there was a pinch runner came in for him, then a pinch hitter came in, uh, then the pitcher came in for him, then there was another pinch hitter, then the pitcher switched in for him, and then there was another pitcher switched in for him, and then there was a pinch hitter. I couldn't even get all the, pe- all the people batting on their card. Do you see how there's so many spaces on seven? They just yes. constantly kept changing their pitcher for this one because they were they were having issues itch- issues for this one. Um, for Kentucky, uh, Villanueva was the starting pitcher. Seven innings, only gave up two earned runs. He took the win, and Shaquin came in for the save uh, with two innings. Uh, oh, sorry, it wasn't a save because it was they were too far ahead. He came in and closed the game out. And the starting pitcher for Gastonia was Keel, uh, who gave up five earned runs in two point two innings, and then it was Delgado, Farfan, Martinez, Sabotka, um, finished out the game. Now, one thing I did notice about this, JJ, you said they got absolutely blown out. Did you did look you at the? Did you look at the earned runs? There was only six earned runs.
1: Ooh.
0: There was only six earned runs. Wait, where's six the earned the runs 11, here? Dad? Where it says ER. Or it says ER. If you can hear our cat, she suddenly got very sneezy. Seven, five plus one plus zero plus zero plus zero. So I'm not sure, <laughs> but that means to me then there was probably some errors. There was two errors in this game, and it cost them five runs. So in some ways, they got a little unlucky, actually. that It got quite as bad as it actually did for this one. The other thing I liked about this... Actually, I want to ask you, what other things do you remember from this game first?
1: Nothing. <laughs> Except the kid's place was... It was weird. But they still have it. But
0: they had it blown up. Yeah. Yeah, they had the inflatables still blown up. And then once we got there, they were like, oh, yeah, it's closed. I'm like, well, why not take the inflatables down? It didn't make any (laughs) sense. It wasn't that big of a deal. Um, One other thing we liked on the scoreboard that you particularly liked is, as it put their names up, it told you what their highest level was that they'd ever reached. Mm -hmm. So you could see if they'd reached the major leagues. That's MLB.
1: 40%
0: 40% of players in this league have previously experienced in the MLB. Oh, uh, It told you they were AAA or Double-A or whatever. A bunch, a whatever. bunch
1: in, um, in the game, like... Three of them in the game went to the MLB. Uh
0: huh. So the pitchers, because I actually printed some of them out. Jerry Keel was a starting pitcher. He was AAA for the Padres. Uh, Randall Delgado, I think, was the first pitcher that came in. Yeah, we saw him warm up. He was uh, AAA for the... Uh, sorry, he was Major League for the Diamondbacks. Uh, Farfan was the next person who came in. He was uh, the Twins Rookie League. Uh, Martinez, I saw warm up. Uh, he was AAA for the Rockies. And Sabotka, I don't actually have on my list here. Uh, because I didn't go that far down. Um, let's see what other things I put down here. Oh, in news from their website, uh, Joseph Rosa, named Player of the Month by the Atlantic League of Professional Baseball. Uh, Gastonia, uh, North Carolina, May 4th. Joseph Rosa, infielder of the Gastonia Honey Hunters, has been named Player of the Month by the Atlantic League of Professional Baseball. This is Rosa's first season with the Honey Hunters. He batted 389 for April with four home runs and 13 RBIs. And he led, the number, he led the number of home runs and is tied for the lead at 13 RBIs. May 4th, JJ. We're recording this as a July 4th episode. The Honey Hunters haven't posted anything on their news for two months. So I couldn't find out much more about this team. Except, I don't know if you saw the banner for this. Um, it was on their website and I also noticed it somewhere in the stadium too. They were the 2022 South Division first half winners as well. And that didn't even make newsworthy. Okay, never mind. All right, a few other things that I wrote down in case you missed them. Um, I saw they had deep fried pickles on the um, yeah on the food, but the, the person was there wasn't selling Disgusting. them. Disgusting. <laughs> I wanted to try them, and then I saw and later deep fried Oreos. They were eight dollars. I'm deep like, I'm not Oreos. paying eight dollars for a deep fried pickle unless you got several. Deep I don't know. fried or That wasn't there either, unfortunately. Um, I had, I think they were called Tachitos. And we're like, what's that? And it was like, well, it's like nachos, but it's tater tots. Oh, they were good. Tater tots, uh, queso, salsa, jalapenos. Jalapeno. Um, I think there was one more thing, but I can't sour remember cream. what it was. Oh, sour cream, yeah, which I want that clear. Um, and the other thing I'm surprised you didn't mention is there was a benches clearing brawl as well in this match. oh um, yeah what, what caused that?
1: I don't know. I forgot.
0: Um, we were talking and we kind of missed it. I went back and looked at it. A player got hit in the head on a pitch, which obviously the player was upset about and his team were upset about. It wasn't deliberate. You could tell it was an accident. Um, yeah, he did get hit in the head, though. And um, anyway, it didn't really... There was no punches thrown or anything like that. People were just coming out. And yeah. I think sometimes when some people come out, the others have to come out as well to kind of protect their play. And everyone was just kind of stuttering. But you could tell as they were coming back to the bullpen. They were it kind of like joking. It took five minutes. It took a while, but they were kind of joking around and they were explaining it. And yeah, nothing really happened happened but um yeah uh, you did want to stay to the end because you said oh look there's cowboy monkey rodeo i was like that's not that's july 4th unfortunately no, uh, fireworks was july 5th and on the 8th it's classic movie go, night post-game movie on a field I love these independent things. They make a real effort to make an entertaining show. There's three things there straight away. You've already said you want to go, even though it's like uh, eight hours away. Um, no, we will not be going there. I am glad that next we year. <laughs> I'm glad that we went there, and it was cool to see a new stadium. And um, yeah, I'll be checking on the Honey Hunters to see how they how they do now. And then are they're their first half winners because that means they're automatically in the playoffs. There was two mascots, but we didn't see the second mascot. The other thing I liked in the stadium was they had cool. Call-
1: how do they have two
0: male mascot, female mascot and what's the um, female mascot i don't remember her name it was something hunter as well because they had miss hunter they had one of her quotes somewhere listed around um also on the outside of the field they had other quotes from famous sports people and there was a magic johnson quote there was a muhammad ali quote um yeah nice stadium i I love i absolutely love the stadium it was just a shame that the game wasn't a little bit closer uh, we left before the end because we knew we had a, a long day coming up, and I have early starts. I had to get for breakfast at my conference at 7am every day, which was ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, we didn't stay right to the end, but there was no additional score in, the, in the bottom of the 8th and the ninth anyway. So... All right, segment three, when we talk about our updates. Last time, we mentioned that Coppin State players have been playing in those summer leagues. Um, It was tough this time to find any JJ, to be honest. Um, um, Some players aren't even listed right now. Some teams didn't have stats. Um, It it was kind of tough. But I did manage to find three people. So do you want to give us a little update on some of the Coppin players? Tell us how they're doing over the summer.
1: Okay. Torrin Smith, six walks, and and 11. At-bats. For Orion Oilers, uh-huh. Corey Miley, five, eight, five and eight
0: Five for 18.
1: Two SB.
0: Oh, I put SB. you know what SB is on?
1: No.
0: Stolen bases. Hmm. Now and one home run. All, now, I put the home run in uh, quote marks, and the reason I put it in quote marks was it wasn't, he didn't really get a home run on his stats. But he did mention on uh, Twitter that he hit a home run in batting practice. I think he said it was the only second home run he's ever hit in batting practice. Um and then the next day he also posted, yeah, I'm not gonna do that again. He went 0 for three the next day. <laughs> so it obviously <laughs> didn't bring him much luck. Alright, and what about our last one? We got some pitching news this time.
1: Rashad Ruff, nineteen strikeouts and in- innings for Green Bay Rockers.
0: Now, as far as I can tell, that's the most number of strikeouts per inning uh, of any pitcher on that team with more than nine innings pitched. There was one person who pitched like, I think it was eight innings, and I think he had like 12 strikeouts, Um, but I actually think Rashad's actually just slightly ahead of him. Sometimes they have the stats K slash nine, which means how many strikeouts do you average every nine innings. They didn't have this on the place I looked, so I had to kind of quickly do it in my head. Uh, But yeah, 19 strikeouts in 13 innings is particularly uh, impressive uh, from Rashad there. All right, moving on to those Orioles. Oof, this was a tough week, JJ. We didn't really get to watch many highlights because we were too busy doing things and going to different places. So tell us how the Orioles did these last few days.
1: They lost against Chicago, they won against Seattle, they lost C- against Seattle and then uh, lost against Seattle, lost against Minnesota and lost a- it's
0: Minnesota. Now, since you're not reading the scores out, you're missing a few things there. So the White Sox game, they lost four to three. Uh, the Minnesota game, they lost three to two. And then the Minnesota game again, they lost four to three. So they have three games this week. And they also lost, lost nine to run.
1: three against Seattle.
0: And they did. So they lost five out of their six games, so a tough week for them. Uh, what about upcoming? Who are they facing this week?
1: Texas Texas. We're going to the next Texas game.
0: We'll be going to Texas game on Los the Angeles, 6. Los
1: Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles.
0: And we have to say which one because there's more than lost one Los Angeles oh, one. There's the mind. Angels. So, yeah, you're looking at the Sunday. Yeah, it's a 12.05 game. I'm not sure why it's so early. It is on Peacock, I see, so I'm wondering if they're showing it earlier dollars because of that. For
1: the, thir- for the second Los Angeles game?
0: Mm-hmm. People want to go see them. You want to said you want to go see an Angels game. Why do you want to go see an Angels game?
1: Cause I want to see Shohei Atani and Mike Trout. Me too. Oh yeah, that's you said they, they were coming summer. to or to Baltimore.
0: They are coming to Baltimore. You're reading Yay. the Baltimore fixtures. Who do you think the Orioles are? Oh boy, you're I'm reading without No understanding or comprehension at all. The Body. only thing that's disappointing is um, Shohei Atani is not scheduled to pitch on any of those four days. So I'm going to guess. I still. He might be pitching the night before, and he'll probably pitch the night after. So we're just going to miss Shohei Otani, which is a little bit upsetting, but hey, it's the way it goes. Um, Zachary Silver on MLB.com. Uh, Rushman uh, homered in his first professional game in front of his grandpa and other extended family during a 9 2 win uh, over the Mariners. Uh, he said, quote, Home run or not, just having me in the stands again is so extremely important and special for me and my family. Having him be a person I look up to so much, it means the world. Whether I hit a home run or had an 0 for 4 day struck out four times they'll still be smiling at the end of the game that's what really matters end quote and Sarah Lang's on Twitter um, she said this week JJ was the first time in history the Orioles have gone back to back home runs in consecutive innings so four home runs in two innings um, and they were consecutive ones; never been done before by the Orioles. And the big stat, which I said you'd probably steal from me when I told you this last night: uh, June was the first time the Orioles had had a winning month since August two thousand and seventeen. So uh, good for the it was Orioles. You said two thousand and
1: sixteen tough... last time. No, I didn't. I said yeah,
0: seventeen. Did. No, I didn't. Uh, so nearly five years since they've had a winning month. So that was good to see. Now, well, Orioles had it tough. How about the Red Sox, Gigi?
1: They, they lost these. Toronto twice, they won against Toronto, they lost against Chicago.
0: Well, you got that totally wrong, but anyway, uh, they lost two to Toronto and won the third game, and then they lost two more to Chicago. And similarly, they lost to Toronto six-five. They lost another six-five one in ten innings, and then lost six-five to the Cubs the day after. So they had three six-five losses in a row. Ow! Um, the Cubs are not doing particularly well this season, so that was um, not particularly good. So yeah, four out of five at the time recording, JJ. I'm sure the Sunday games have been played, but I haven't looked it up. All right, go ahead. Tell us who the Red Sox have coming up this week. Sorry. Prices. Go on, tell us prices. Then. Tampa... Oh, you already look. You go ahead. Three tell against
1: us. Tampa Bay. Yep. Four against New York. Mm-hmm. So I need to talk about the prices for the third New York game. Go
0: ahead.
1: Eighty tickets as low as eighty-four dollars. It's a
0: Saturday game, so Dime! you realize Boston and New York is a big rivalry, right? yeah so that's why and, and it's I in the middle that. of summer as well um i went on my 40th birthday to fenway because it was new york versus boston i'd always wanted to see a red sox yankees game
1: and, and uh, yeah.
0: it was cool but yeah they are more expensive those tickets on those days for sure even the cheapest game in that series says starts at 60 dollars. so yeah it's uh, but actually
1: 48 wait actually oh yeah
0: 48 yeah. i missed 48 on the sunday Huh. 7 o'clock game. Ooh, that's ESPN. tough. That's on a Sunday. That's tough. Because people have work the next day, so that can sometimes be a little tricky to make those games. Uh, Jake Pavetta's pitching, pitching that game as well. Jake Pavetta's good. Hmm. Alright. Um, no particular stories from Wait, me from the Red Sox. Saturday's Spots, so a week. doubleheader. Um, no, it's not. It's just it's one game. It says
1: Saturday twice. No, it doesn't.
0: It says Saturday and then Sunday.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it says two days with an S. They also have different numbers as well. One says nine and one says ten. All right, I think we better leave that segment there this week. Yeah! JJ segment four this week in baseball uh, there was a very particular special day today uh, there was a Bobby Bonilla Bobby Bonilla day um, so here's a question for you this is a tough one unless you already read what it said how is a player who hasn't played baseball in over 20 years earning more as a player for the Mets than a quarter of the players currently on their team <laughs> This one's kind of unfair. You have no chance of being able to get this one, really. Alright, so it is Independence Day this week, but it was also Bobby Bonilla Day on uh, Friday. So, go ahead, tell us how Bobby Bonilla is uh, getting paid more than most of the Mets players.
1: On July 1st every year, from 2011 until 2035, a payment of just over $1 million is sent to Bonilla, who has who is a 59-year-old former player for the New York Mets even though he hasn't played for the team this century or picked up a baseball bat in 21 years. Alright, let's
0: stop there. So he's 59 years old, he gets paid over a million dollars each year by the New York Mets, and he hasn't played in the 2000s at all. I think he retired in 1999. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. All right. So, let's figure out. So, uh, fans on social media like to remind the Mets about this horrible deal every July 1st. So, July 1st is Bobby Bonilla Day. All right. So, how does he get that money then? How did they How does he still get paid when he's Bonilla 59?
1: Bonilla
0: in, in 2000
1: was owned owed. Owed 5.9 million dollars which he deferred until 2011
0: all right you know what deferred means no so instead of being paid in 2000 the money he was owed he decided to wait until 2011 and then he'd get paid at that point but as he waited they would give him more money so go ahead read out the last part of the deal
1: in return for an 8 percent annual interest rate in total bobby will collected 29.8 million once the deal is finished.
0: All right, so he still gets paid every year until 2035. So he still has another 12 payments of this to go. So he'll be like 72 when this happens. So what who, What do you think got the better deal for this one? He could have had 5.9 million in 2000. But actually it's Or he will get one, th- he will get, no it's not. Oh yes it is, you're right. Because the last payment's in 2035. Um, or 29.8 million, but over the course of like 20 years. Which you thinks the better deal the first win the 5.9 no how is 5.9 better than 29.8 million you're the only person that thinks that that the mets made a good deal the 20 the 29.8 obviously um yeah it was supposedly they take the money they were going to invest it and then they thought they were going to make a profit out of it and no it backfired they made a horrible deal so yeah um he'll be 60 next year then i think bobby muneer so next year even though he won't play he'll still get another million I think that's a really funny story, but all right. Second story. This was I got from uh, Keegan Matheson, who covers for the Blue Jays on MLB. Do um, ter- you want to read this one? No. All right, I'll read this one. So in like Toronto, to and this was on Saturday, JJ. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Senior was on hand to throw out the first Who's
1: pitch.
0: Vlad to, Guerrero Senior to Vlad Guerrero Junior, his dad. <laughs> dad head of the to Blue son. Jays noon Eastern Time start against the Rays at Rogers Center uh, on Vlad and Dad Bobblehead Day. Uh, Dad skipped the first pitch, but Blad Jr. scooped out the pitch just fine. Uh, the two posed for pictures, they gave him a big clap, etc, etc. Um, so he asked who he is. 16 seasons, he had uh, 449 home runs. Yay! And um, he had some gold gloves, and he was also inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2018. While he was Gnarly. playing in the Montreal Expos, his son was born there, so that's why Vlad Guerrero was, um, has Canadian citizenship. And he said people were starting to line up at 7 o'clock in the morning to try and get these bobbleheads. Now, I don't know if you realize this. No, just... As soon as I heard this story, I was like, oh, I know why they're doing this. People who are going in are going to sell those bobbleheads on eBay and probably make a profit on what their tickets were. Because there'll be people that want to buy that bobblehead but can't go to the game. So, the cheapest one I could see on eBay, JJ, when I looked this morning, was $75. Typically, their bids were over $100. And the highest bid I saw was $150 for this bobblehead. Dang! And this is only one day after this. Most of these have seven days to run. So perhaps next week we can report what some of these actually sold for. But yeah, if you bought a ticket for... I won, won. I'm not paying $150 for a bobble. It's a double bobblehead, because obviously it's both of them. It's Dad and uh, Vlad Jr.
1: Um,
0: but, and I'll show you the picture, but I'm not paying $150 for a bobblehead. But yeah, if you can go to a game and they're giving out rare bobbleheads, and then you can sell them for people who really want to get them... Wait, can we can some go some
1: next year to that game?
0: <laughs> they only do it once, that's it. That's why it's so collectible. If you're, a, if you're a Toronto fan and you don't live in Toronto anymore, the only way you can get one of those bobbleheads is... You know somebody who went to the game who can give you one? Or you're prepared to buy it on eBay. So either way you're gonna be not easy to get them. Alright, we'll look next week to see. Um we might And if out... they
1: start having lower prices than mobile.
0: If they're lower prices, then you can make a bigger profit on them. That's the most I've seen for a bobblehead. I've seen other ones before where they've gone for like 60, but yeah. It's because it's a double bobblehead, and um, yeah, they're both very popular players. We might put out a bonus episode this week, JJ, because we went to so many games that... and We're going to go to quite a few games again this week as well. We might actually just record uh, just a bonus review perhaps midweek, but we'll have to see. Um, Looks like I'm doing the outro, so...
1: Hey